Patriots, um, we have a lot to cover today, and we're going to talk about Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks. Now, he's been the central figure in global debates on transparency and security since 2010. Assange's significant releases through WikiLeaks included classified documents, government communications, and war logs, igniting the discussion on the right to inf uh, infor uh, informing versus the national security apparatus. In 2012, Assange sought asylum inside the Ecuadorian embassy in London to avoid extradition to Sweden over a sexual misconduct allegation. Now, that charge was later dropped, but his primary concern uh, was extradition to the United States. Assange was arrested in April of 2019. His asylum was revoked, and he's been since held in a Belmarsh prison in London, fighting extradition to the United States. Now, the United States has levied 17 counts uh, against Assange under the Espionage Act related to his publication of classified documents, uh, whether or not this uh, sentence is going to be uh, implemented is something altogether different. Now, the supporters argue that Assange is a journalist who exercises right to freedom of speech and the press and that the charges are politically motivated and they suppress dissent. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And today... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, we're in the background here. But it looks like Eddie's screen froze. Oh no. So now we're just voices coming through a uh Yeah, we're just frozen Eddie. <laughs> There, oh, there, like, there, like, there he is. All that no, yeah, it, it, it waited until we got live before it started doing that. But Guys, yeah, so this deal with Julian Assange, it's it's quite serious. The guy's not charged with lying. He, he, he essentially caught them with their hand in the cookie jar. And there's a larger story behind the scene about Seth Rich and the DNC and what was stolen and hacked versus what was given away and why he was murdered. So, Sean, um, what are your feelings on this issue, bud? Well, I think Julian Assange is being jailed for nothing more than doing actual journalism. And it's sad, right? I mean, he was able to go in and get the goods on a lot of people. And you saw how the powerful deep state, uh, how they reacted to that. They went to shut it down. It's funny. The people who call, you know, folks on the right fascists are the real fascists. They're the yeah. ones who, um, you know, uh, not violently in many cases, aggressively shut down uh, dissenting speech and opposing speech rather than mm -hmm. having the conversation or uh, letting accountability, you know, start to play out. I mean, we need to see the corruption. It's not just the corruption here in the United States government. It's the corruption on a global scale. And you see that they have essentially eliminated and silenced Assange. And now you're watching, you know, organizations like the World Economic Forum come out into the forefront that are just, they're talking about things that are just unbelievable. I mean, you know, Klaus Schwab, the la listen, the last time there was a German guy with a very thick German accent talking about doing all of these horrid things to the world didn't really work out too well for a lot of people. So I think we really should pay <laughs> attention here yeah. um, and, and, and push back against this. You know, he was on there talking about how they're they're moving towards 
prescriptive AI. That doesn't terrify you, right? He's talking about how artificial intelligence is soon going to be able to decide our leaders and decide our elections without having elections. So you don't vote anymore. The AI decides who runs your country. And we all know how that's going to go if the World Economic Forum is talking about it. So scary stuff. Very. And, you know, it's been stuff that's a, a lot of it Assange had uncovered. And that's why they wanted him silenced so bad. Yeah, and, and, this is, and this is stuff that they've absolutely been working towards is instead of having journalists like Assange exposing corruptions, they want to hide all that. And companies like Google have have been attempting to do what they want to do with the AI. Now they've been they've been trying to guide people in a certain direction. And this just feels like kind of the next evolution of what they want to do. So and but. I mean, with with how smart AI is getting, it is going to be incredibly difficult to resist or even really understand it. So, a lot of this needs to be exposed quick. And transhumanism is a problem. Yes, and, and it's and it's the end. It's the end game of the WEF. It's it's what all this is about. That's it's it's worthy. I mean, and and when you really start delving into transhumanism and what it is and what they really believe and why they're pushing it. It gets really crazy. I mean, it gets extreme. When you think conspiracy, imagine a conspiracy about a conspiracy. I mean, that's how wild it gets. Um, but this is really what these people believe. I mean, Harari, you're talking about Klaus Schwab. Harari, who is his number two, um, openly expresses um, a will or a want and the ability to be able to hack the human brain. Just to give you a little bit of insight of how far um, they really are trying to take this. Now, Assange is set to be extradited to the United States. And I think, you know, his crime wasn't against the United States. It was against the Democratic National Convention. It's That's the committee. That's who it was. That's that's who gave the goods up. That's where the e emails came from. Seth Rich was the one behind it who later ended up murdered. You know, they never figured out who did that. I wonder I wonder why he just. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was it was very, very fishy. And then you have the fact that Mike Pompeo tried to have Assange murdered while uh, he was in uh, the Ecuadorian embassy. I'm going to play a clip of uh, Tucker Carlson talking about just that. Take a listen. People in prison. Yeah. I guess I'm the liberal. Yeah, I, I've, I've visited. I was in a prison last week. They're very depressing. I saw Julian Assange in London. I wanted to ask. You wouldn't put people that. in prison. No except for a very good reason and they talk about the truth is, talk about the truth being illegal look at he's paid for it with dozens of years. well assange has never been accused of lying or of fraud mm -mm. or of making money in some criminal scheme assange has been accused of telling the truth period yeah and they are torturing him to death yeah. in front of all of us no one's doing anything about it um and that mike pompeo is a very very sinister person isn't he the worst mm -hmm. and i always thought that and i've told trump that Never should have allowed him to run CIA or state. But Mike Pompeo tried to have him murdered. And that's a criminal act. He's Is not that... even charged with a crime in the United States. And Mike Pompeo was CIA director. This came out. Pompeo didn't deny it. I never heard this. Oh. So that there's that. Mess with my hair. <laughs> there's that. Well, I caught you. That's why I took the clip off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. And, uh, you know, this is. This goes to me, it, 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 people that don't understand and, they, and they're kind of caught in the weeds of this need to understand Mike Pompeo is a guy who's obviously a figurehead on the right. 
this guy's crime was essentially against the left. It was against Hillary Clinton. It was against that whole deal that went down when Tony Blair and Bush were in office, the Iraq war around that time. Now we known since then that you see Bush in a lot of cases with every photo op he can get with Obama, their best of friends, uh, rumors of them actually knowing each other when uh, Obama was quite young. Um, and because his, I guess his people were doing business with Lolo Satoro, who is Obama's adoptive father, who was a, a, an oil tycoon in, in Indonesia. So, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of this. But what I was getting at is if you take a look at the fact that the DNC is going after this guy and and Mike Pompeo is trying to have him killed. I mean, there's evidence right there for me of, of the Uniparty is it's of the facade of the pretend line between the right and the left, the fake political uh, divide there when it's really just real Americans against Marxists. And there's, there's the dividing line that I see today. Any, uh, any, anybody think different or do you see a different perspective? I would love to hear what you think, Sean. Well, the uniparty is real. And, you know, a lot of people say sometimes Republicans are controlled opposition or, you know, there's no difference between the left and the right. There's absolutely a difference between the political left and the political right. I mean, you can mm -hmm. see it. There are folks who are, you know, devout Christians. They're very religious. They believe in God. And then there are folks that are godless on the left who <laughs> believe government is God. And there's definitely a difference. But when it comes to politicians, the majority of them, the overwhelming majority of them, they all they're all cut from the same cloth. They're all there mm -hmm. for the same reason. They're there to retain their power. I mean, I, I I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I'm a huge fan of the movies, the original trilogy in particular. Um, but episode three, you know, which is part of the, the first, you know, uh, prequel trilogy, you had Palpatine talking to Anakin and saying, you know, the one thing a tyrant fears most is losing his power. And that is the biggest, that is their biggest, uh, you know, threat. When you start to step up to them and you can present a realistic, credible threat to their power, that's when the claws come out. And that's why the clause came out about Donald Trump. And, and, and that's why they came out and that's why they're still out, you know, and one of the biggest, one of the biggest things, a lot of people don't realize it is that the deep state operation into Trump was before the 26, uh, 2016 election. It was Spygate. Right. It was Obamagate. They were spying on his campaign and they figured they had him. They, there was no way he was going to be able to win. Peter Stroke and Lisa Page talked about an insurance policy. You know, they were they were running interference all over the place. Russian sources, Ukrainian sources, Australian sources, British sources, you know, from the UK, Canadian sources, all interfering in the United States election in 2016. And Donald Trump still won. And now he was in a position where he could uncover that and reveal that and expose that. Mm -hmm. And they have been running a cleanup operation on that ever since. That's why there was a raid at Mar-a-Lago. That's why there was an impeachment over Ukraine. That's why there was a Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Nope. It, was, it all roads lead back to Spygate. Why do they hate him so much? Because he beat them despite the fact that they stacked the deck against him. He found out about it. He caught them. And now he was going to hold them accountable and expose them. And they couldn't have that happen because... At the middle of it, at the very top of that entire Spygate scheme, was Barack Obama. He knew everything that right. was going on. He directed the CIA to do everything. Peter Stroke, Lisa Page, those text messages even said, POTUS wants to know everything that we're doing. 
And at that point in time, POTUS was Barack Obama. Everybody who was interfering in that 2016 election did so at the behest and at the direction of Barack Obama. And if there's one thing the Marxist left and the Uniparty can't have, it is their poster child. It is the guy that they said was scandal-free being exposed as the perpetrator, being exposed as the perpetrator and the director and the maestro of the largest and most significant political spying scandal in the history of the United States. All roads lead to Spygate. It started blowing up last week, and I was very excited about it because not enough people know the extent that the deep state went to to stop Donald Trump from winning in 2016, and they still lost. We still beat them. Wow. What are you, what are you, where's your head at? Incredibly well put. (laughs) That was incredibly (laughs) well put, man. And, and I mean, you, you're absolutely spot on about that. And I'm glad that it's back in the news again, because people tend to forget, you know, I mean, that was eight, eight years ago now, you know, almost nine years ago. And now it's, there's a little bit more information keep that keeps coming out. But I mean, this is now, I mean, it's as solid as you can get knowing that, I mean, we have the text messages we have, we know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And and people have a really hard time accepting this, that yes, they did everything in their power to stop, to stop Trump. I mean, who uh, was it? Peter struck that said, you know, we won't let it happen. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. insurance yeah, policy. Said, yes. The insurance policy. And he has that devilish smile. And I mean, they did everything in their power to stop him. And then it didn't stop in 2020. We don't even know exactly what went down that year. Uh, during that election, there's a lot of speculation. There's some evidence here and there, but it, you know we don't know the full extent, and we won't know because they never heard he the case. In, yeah, unless unless he gets back in office in 2024, then hopefully he can go back and just see everything and expose everything that they've been doing. Because I mean, this yes, you're right. All roads lead back to Spygate, but their power right now is threatened in every way, shape, or form. That's why they've demonized Julian Assange. That's why they have 94 charges of felonies against Trump. That's why they're flooding the border right now with an insane amount of people and trying to get them a path to citizenship as fast as possible so they can turn them into voters. So they so they don't I think it's the four more than because, that. I think they're going to turn them into fighters. Well, yeah, they passed that uh, the right to serve, I think it was called mm-hmm. uh, that act where they, they want to start conscripting uh, illegals basically into the military, which is just an it's absolute terrible. disgrace. I mean, just, and, and, just and allow them what to happen be to Rome, right? right? Look at what happened to Rome, right? I mean, I mean, they, they let these people in uh, to Rome, never asked them to pledge allegiance to Rome. And then, you know, the foreign military leader essentially ascended the ranks in the Roman military and staged a coup. I mean, it's, uh, this is exactly what happens in the history books. You can read about it. It's it's so bad. This and the illegal stuff. I mean, I have no problem with immigrants who come here the right way. None. I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think in that manner, diversity in this country is our strength. You bring yes, other cultures in. Very there, there are various cultures around the world that do things better than others, and we can integrate all that into our society. Be the greatest nation in the world. That's what's happened before. However, yeah, when you talk about the border. Okay, and I want to talk about that as if it's the door to your home. And Democrats don't seem to want to answer this question. When you get there, they've already called me a racist and have stopped listening. This is a very important question. The door to your home, does it stay open all night or closed and locked? A lot of people say, well, I close it and lock it. I say, okay, well, is it because you hate the people on the outside of your home? Or is it because you love the people on the inside of your home? Well, I don't hate anybody out there. It's fine. I said, well, why do you lock the door? 
Well, we want to be safe. Uh-huh. Yes, I know you want to be safe. So why don't we do the same thing with the southern border? Lock the door. Anybody who you let in, you have vetted and you understand who they are, what they want to do. You know, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan is asking people to take in illegal immigrants. Yeah, just let us know how it's going. Take them in. You're dealing with a, a group of people. Now, again, I don't want to sound like I'm demonizing everybody who's coming across the border illegally. I'm actually mm-hmm. one of the people I say, you know, 95% of the people that are coming across the border probably literally are doing it because they think it's a good opportunity to better their lives. Great. I mean, it's not legal, but I understand. But mm-hmm. when you talk about 7.3 million that we know of, Encounters that's a on the low estimate. Borders. That's a low estimate. But this is what I'm saying, right? 7.3 million that have come across the border, low estimate since Joe Biden has taken office. If we're going to run with that number, 95% are not bad people. If 5% of them are bad people, as Trump called them, bad hombres. We talk about bad. They're not good people. They're not sending their best. You look at 5% of 7.3 million is 365,000. Mm-hmm. 365, not 365 people, not three people, 365,000 people that have come into our country because the president just decided doesn't matter. Right. Come on in. That can do whatever the heck they want. You had a Somali terrorist in, in Minnesota arrested. You've had there was a story in um, in Rhode Island. Uh, an illegal immigrant was just arrested on uh, on on charges for uh, sexually assaulting a child. That's you had right. a guy in Texas five times deported in Texas. He was, uh, he killed a child, a 10 year old boy walking home from school, DUI. Mm -hmm. You have the seven in New York city who beat up the police officers. They found them in Arizona. Mm -hmm. They belong to a violent Venezuelan street gang. You had children getting raped in Maryland because of illegals that were going out there running around, just running the show. Not all of them are bad people. And I'm not saying that the point is we need to know who's coming here. Because if we don't, and then we're starting, we're going to give them badges, we're going to give them guns, we're going to bring them into our military, and we have no idea who these people are. This is a problem. And this is where, you know, the border to me has always been an issue. And I thought it was open in 2012. This is a whole new set of circumstances. And it's, yeah. it is scary. I, I find it very hard to think that I'm going to want to uh, uh, willingly obey uh, an order from an officer who doesn't belong here in the first place. Of I'm, course. Just being, that, I'm just well, being honest. So, and that's that's going to be very difficult to discern now because if they're letting him in the law enforcement and they're letting him in the military, and then you have that like that seed is now planted in your, in your mind, and so when you see an officer, you're going to question his intentions. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that already do, but I mean, it's 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 one of the problems with the DEI thing, right? With with how they will will hire people of color over, uh, you know, the, the white guy just because they need to fill a quota, right? And so they started to do that, like with with uh, in the airline industry, right? If you see like a, a black pilot, you're gonna you're gonna have in your mind, like, well, okay, was he a diversity hire? He may have been the top of his class. We don't know. Right. But the fact that they have the quotas is the most frustrating part because now it has you second guessing. And so when it comes to the military or law enforcement, and then you you have, you know, maybe a, a, a Hispanic looking guy that has been here his entire life. He's three generations deep. You know, learned learned a. Uh, uh, Spanish with his family, so he has a little bit of an accent. You're going to question, you know, how long has this guy been here? Should should I even respect his authority? I mean, mm-hmm. this this will create chaos from the base level out. I mean, yeah. And just well, not to mention the fact point- they lowered the standards. They didn't just start hiring them because they're black, but they lowered 
the uh, you know they had to they had to pass tests they had to be they had to pass and they had to be at a certain standard let's call it a nine or an eight well they lowered that to let's figuratively say a six or a seven just to allow people to be flight traffic controllers and pilots and things because they said it would be more equitable I don't want equity when it comes to my safety I want no. the person who's actually qualified. Uh, to do it. Now, I'm going to play another clip. A lot of people are scared. I mean, before I do want to preface this clip, a lot of people are scared that when Julius Assange comes to the United States, that his life is at risk, right? Jeffrey Epstein, this is what the talk is. Now, I want you to listen very closely to this CNN clip. The Communist News Network must know something we don't, because I've never heard this before. Listen. What is Assange's argument for not being extradited to the U.S.? Uh, there are several. Uh, one of them at the most basic level is that he has um, some mental health issues uh, and a concern that he may take his life if he's uh, moved to the U.S. to face trial. Well, that's pretty already They're, they're, they're already. It. Yeah, I've never heard anything. I've seen, you know, Tucker Carlson went, sat down and had an interview with him. Um, he's, his wife goes and sees him all the time. I mean, there, there, no one has ever said what that man just said right now publicly i'd never heard that before have you heard that he's losing it at all anyone i heard that his health is declining but um it's health, though physical health yeah though, yeah right right i it's it's very interesting when you hear the left telling you the truth you know when they, when they speak listen to them yeah, you know a lot of times you know you have oh yeah i mean you had this woman yvette clark in brooklyn we were back, you know, talk, and she said, I need more illegals in my district for redistricting purposes, you know, because she didn't want to lose her seat. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you talk about the great replacement theory. And I say, it's not a theory. It's a process. It's happening. It's happening now. You know, you have and they're talking about it. Demographics, destiny, demographics is destiny. You know, you had Democrats in the House two weeks ago voting against a bill that would make deportation the punishment for an illegal immigrant that committed social security fraud, right? So you have your seniors in this country who are relying on social security yeah. to, to basically to live. Okay. Mm -hmm. And these folks are coming here. They don't belong here. They're here illegally committing social security fraud. The seniors are now at risk. They can't eat now. All right. They don't care about these illegals doing it. They don't want them deported. They want to replace the illegal. They want uh, the, yeah. uh, the elderly voter, you know, it's it, when the left tells you, and they tell you these things. I mean, I was watching last night, uh, 2016 election highlights just because I haven't watched them in a while. And I was watching the Young Turks. Uh, they oh, melted God. down, you know, and they're terrible, but they <laughs> melted down as one of the best. And I got to say, Chunk, uh, Chunky Yogurt, whatever his name is, right? Chank, <laughs> he decided, he said, we're not being polite anymore. We're going to start fighting. And mm. that's exactly what the left did. And I've watched that a million times and have not picked up on it. You know, because it's yeah. just it's it's rhetoric, but that's what they did. And he said, that's what's coming. He said, we're taking over the DNC. That's what happened. You know, we're not going to be polite anymore. That's what happened. And they they they've dragged people. They've banned people. They've doxed people. They've they've killed people. They've threatened people. Debanked. Look what they're doing to January 6th political prisoners. I know. Um, Sad. And, and he told us it was coming. He told us. Do you think that this is them getting more? violent or do you think that this is like the thrashing moments like the last thrashing moments of you know somebody before they drown and when they panic if you if you go jump in to try and save them they're they're mm -hmm. in like this frantic thrashing violent 
mood and, and as soon as they see you they'll grab you and and so you know that's one of the dangers they'll pull you down under with them but that that almost what it feels like to me is it almost feels like desperation and they've been in desperation mode for eight years like a lot of this stuff it feels like it 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 like if you look throughout history this stuff takes a long time for a country to collapse you know like revolutions they take a long time and and the fall of an empire doesn't happen over it doesn't happen overnight. It starts back here and it, it feels like the DNC and the unit party. And I mean, even the globalists that they've been in like this thrashing desperation mode ever since we got, finally got access to information and, and could actually, you know, communicate with people around the world almost at will through, with the internet. I don't know if they were completely ready for that. Probably a side topic, but uh, yeah, it, it seems more like desperation rather than, than like a controlled, uh, violent attack to me. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, so. I, I tend to think I that think so. if oh, I'm sorry. It, it, no, if, yeah. I mean, I was just saying, I think, I think it, it's, it is either one of those two things. It's hard to read it. Right. Because they have a lot of the instruments of control, you mm -hmm. know, but they, they, they did in 2020, right? Like Twitter was really bad in 2020. There's still plenty of issues with it, but it was argue. It's, there's no question. It was a lot worse than it was now. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Okay. Rumble was essentially a non, a non-factor back then. Yeah. You know, Google, right? Rumble was a non-factor back then. You didn't have Truth Social. You didn't have Getter. You didn't have, uh, you know, X now, which is. Parler. Which is better. You know, the you had Parler, but they took it down, right? You know, I mean, there were, there was, there was really no parallel economy. And now you have. Now you've got a parallel economy. You've got yeah. you know places like Public Square and Rumble and Truth Social is amazing. And you mm -hmm. know Twitter has come around. It's better than it was. Still plenty of bugs, and it's not. He's rewriting be... the code for Twitter. Yeah, uh, you know, getting, yeah. Getting getting all of the old Twitter bugs out, and that we're sort hoping. Of thing. And and it's definitely it's definitely better than where it was at. But they had all the instruments of control. Now there's kind of been a bit of a shift. Mm -hmm. with that um and we'll see we'll see where it goes i'd like to as see it be made they... a lot better for 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 content creators I, yes i would like I, to see I, the platform the... gear more toward content creators and to be able to support us versus what they're doing the live, I mean, stream it's obvious. Feature, mm -hmm. the live streaming on twitter is is antiquated but you know it's going to take a while to overhaul the entire platform but as we're live streaming right now on twitter <laughs> yeah oh i know i saw i i've reposted <laughs> yeah. it oh, okay. <laughs> but um it's it's uh it's one of those things where you know I don't know if 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 they're thrashing because they're about to go down or if they're getting violent because that's how they are. Maybe it's a mix of the two. They definitely fear losing their power. Here, here's um, how but I, I see think it. we got a lot of work to do. Here's how I see it. If Trump would have never gotten elected, the world wouldn't be upside down the way it is right now. And let me explain what I'm not saying that's a bad thing against Trump. What I'm saying is that he started exposing them. When when everyone was in on the lie, there was no danger. They didn't have to, to do the things they're doing. They didn't have to cause the chaos and pit neighbors against each other and, and do all this propaganda in the news and everything that they've done so far. Basically, uh, uh, Trump came in and ripped the mask off the entire apparatus and exposed them for who they are. And what they're trying to do now is up in that, Turn you know, turn everyone against the MAGA cult, as they call us, right? And and so that you know we can be seen or deemed as the Nazi and all that. While meanwhile, the Antifa brown shirts are over there uh, doing exactly what they're told, 
Um, and, and, and I mean, they're basically recreating the Hitler youth and they're not serving anyone very well at all on the left when it comes to free speech. I mean, the, uh, the fifth district court ruled that the, uh, that the Biden administration was guilty of suppressing people's first amendment rights, but it helps us none when you still tell all the social media companies that prop 230 will protect them no matter what. And they are allowed to openly discriminate against people. Um, for having the types of views that we are espousing on this show right now. But guys, let me take one second before we, we continue. I want to uh, pause for the calls and give the uh, sponsors a moment to shine real quick. Greetings, kindred spirits. Welcome to Smoking Gun Coffee, where the essence of the land infuses every sip. It carries the spirit of reverence for the earth and its gifts. As you indulge in our carefully crafted blends, envision the dance of the winds and the whispers of ancient trees. Let each cup be a journey through time, a tribute to the harmony found in nature. Smoking gun coffee, a ritual of warmth, a connection to the sacred. Embrace the rich tapestry of flavors and join us in honoring the legacy of the land. Taste the spirit, savor the journey. Smoking gun coffee, where every cup is a celebration of our shared connection. Man, I love there that commercial. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Go to smokinggungoffee.com. Use discount code Native Patriot. One word. I just I. <laughs> he lights up every time I play that commercial. It's so funny to watch. I, I look at it when I play it. Now, uh, yeah, go to smokinggungoffee.com uh, forward slash Native Patriot guys and uh, support the uh, sponsors for sure. Uh, they support us. Um, it's so great, guys, it's now, great coffee. And that's and that's the other part, right? <laughs> that's well, the, they that's they the helped they helped they helped get Holden to the Super Bowl, which was incredible. They donated to the cause, they supported the cause, and I mean they've they've done everything in their power to yeah. to help promote us and me. And I mean it's it's great, man. I just I love them. It's it's all they're awesome people to work with. Your check is in the mail. <laughs> 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 so, guys, I, I want to play one more. Uh, you, you obviously, you know Noam Chomsky is, and here he had this to say about Julian Assange. Julian Assange shouldn't be uh, the subject of grand jury hearings. He should be given a medal. He's contributing to democracy. I mean, that's the way I see it. That's the way that that I see it. He's contributing to democracy. He 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 busted them for doing things they shouldn't have been doing. You got to remember back. Before the 9-11 thing was going on, they were they were already doing warrantless wiretapping and a lot of the things um, that, you know, no government was allowed to do. If you remember when 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 Obama got elected later, he came in and said that there would only be a two year trail of your electronic data that would follow you now. How do you pass a law that's already unconstitutional? He turned right around and made another law that said Congress can no longer insider trade. And I asked myself the question of when were they ever allowed to insider trade? But if you pass a law that says they're no longer allowed to be insider trading going on, then what you're really saying is what happened up to this point is OK. And a lot of people didn't catch what he was actually doing. It was a get out of jail free card for a lot of them. And so, I mean, you just got to pay attention to, I mean, really listen to what they're doing. Take a step back and you'll see exactly who they are. Like you said, Sean said, they telegraph their punches. They tell you what they're going to do, which is why I'm very afraid after watching the Obama movie. (laughs) Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. (laughs) 
it's it's actually quite quite wild. So there's a a, a blackout in the the deer in the movie like they're all infected with some kind of a thing but later right as soon as the movie came out deers really got something like there was a thing going around and the deer were you know actually had this problem but in the movie it wasn't exactly the same it was slightly different and uh, but everything else is is very much in line with what most people are talking about we need to protect our electric grid and we we definitely need to start um uh, calling a spade a spade when it comes to China. It seems like that issue is getting backburnered with the Hamas deal going on and, and what's going on over in the Ukraine, um, not to mention the BRIC nation nope. situation as well. The, the the bit of hope that I get, like a, a little white pill, about our electric grid is that every country on Earth is susceptible to the same kind of shutdown. Now, if somebody were to attack america's electric grid then it would it would cause it's it's almost like um what do they say about nukes how it's like uh mutually assured destruction yes and that's kind of the same thing with the electric grid because i mean i know americans are like not ready to to like if there was a shutdown even for like two weeks it would be utter chaos and it would be brutal Mm -hmm. but if that happens, then you'd be assured that the, the whoever had done it would would receive the same treatment and it would start this horror, horrific cascade effect. And I don't know if, if they're willing to do that. It feels like uh, it, it, it seems like one of those mutually assured destruction kind of things where where they wouldn't stoop that level. But it could be no time, one at all, though. It could be a simple solar storm that hits the earth and shuts the grid down. And oh, that's, that could be the excuse. That's, that's what that's the reality. It happened in 1918. Yeah. The problem is we didn't have a large electric grid back then for it to uh, knock out. We, and the we, things- we are at, we are entering the solar maximum this year, or I think we're in it now. So mm-hmm. this is this is when we're most prone to to uh, solar flares, and it's been it's been fairly active lately. But I, I you know I, I like I said I, I try to stay like positive about this things i can control and it's like yeah i i you know i'm i'm mostly prepared for things like that but Mm -hmm. in time it's like you know you gotta you gotta act as if uh you know like keep that in the back of your mind but you know (laughs) go go for my patriots hey just to let everyone know my patriot supply is now a sponsor of of ours so go check them out the link is in the description of the video Everything you need for in such a vacation, uh, it's it's all there. Um, Sean, what do you got coming up, man? So I'm going to be in Michigan in a couple of days um, at the Isabella County uh, Republican Luncheon. It's going to be a cool time. That's on Saturday. Um, so we're going to be up there. If anybody's watching from Michigan and you want to be a part of that, you can come get uh, come to the luncheon. That would be a lot of fun. We'll be doing a little uh, entertainment up there. So that's going to be a fun time. It's the same day as the South Carolina primary. So, um, you know, we'll be watching that on the way back. Uh, and it, honestly, we're, we're just out here. We're out here doing our shows every day, you know, ungoverned Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I know you guys have been watching and, and uh, we were all of us in our chat, in, in your chat right now, we got McGroin Nation in there. They're a big group that... Uh, <laughs> They're, they're amazing. They're a great group, very supportive. They're always in our chats. They're some of the coolest people. We actually just met a few of them last last week, a week ago. Um, but uh, we were all very happy to hear about Holden and what you guys did 
um, with the Super Bowl because that was uh, so. This group of of people uh, are big fans of Dan Bongino, and obviously after the Holden Armenta thing went all over the place with Deadspin, Dan started his podcast, Painted Red and Black, um, and uh, and and really brought a lot of awareness to it. Um, and I, I remember my friend Dan Nunn came back and he said, Hey, these guys are trying to send that kid to the Super Bowl hold. And I said, what? That's amazing. So we started, uh, you know, we started pushing that and jumped on with that live stream with you guys for a little bit. And, uh, I know, I think you were just on with Dan before I was on Dan yesterday, uh, on with Dan Nunn. And so, uh, you know, it's like, it's a small world. There's so many of us just creating content, doing shows and then we're all hanging out. It's just, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, so I'm for glad me, to see him. Just, he's, doing, he's doing, doing good shows. these days. He's, he's doing, doing great, man. He had a yeah. big show on Rumble today. So uh, yeah, he was so telling was, me about it. Was, it. It's pretty cool, and and uh, I'm I'm really happy for him. He's a great guy, and uh, happy you guys were able to to get hold into the Super Bowl. And uh, I know the recognition was a little delayed, but everyone found out who it was and what you guys well, were about, a, and uh, it was great. What a mess that was, though. Almost is it so? It's at like 9.2 million views right now. I get sick when I think about all of the uh, potential. <laughs> followers and all that that were ended up being lost because someone scraped the video after we yeah. crossed the finish line it makes yeah. me sick yeah. just to think about it but, but there are a lot of people who know exactly what you did and you did it for the right reasons everyone knows yeah. that and uh That's and right. and and the chiefs won and he looked like yeah. he enjoyed himself right i mean he, he called us man. on facetime man he called us on the facetime call we released the facetime call and I mean, you could just see him, man. He, you could tell. Let's go! He was so happy. So Dude, happy, what a man. game! What a what a game to go to. I mean, an overtime win at back to back champs. I mean, that that's just incredible. That that's more than I ever could ask for. You know, I mean, that was, no, that was I could have asked for the Ravens to go and win, but. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you want to know what well, you want to talk about asking for things. I'm a Jets fan, so I ask for a lot, and I get very little in football. It's okay, but. I'm a Texas Rangers fan, and we're the defending champs right now. So there you go. baseball. Okay. So it's baseball You're season right. in about a month. So we're very happy about that. Yeah, I, yeah. I I'm out there. Work. I'm working on my kid's up. swing right now. Uh, he's he's wanting to join baseball, and and uh, you know we got that thing. I'm getting his swing down, and it, I mean it brings back a lot of good memories. I man, I, I just I love the the. I had so many good memories growing up playing sports. Whether it be baseball or football or anything like that, you know. You were saying like kid. Well, there you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, were, we were. We were. Yes. We were all sandlot kids. You walk out the front yeah. door in Baltimore and you tell someone, hey, you want to get a game of football or baseball, where you'll have 30 people in minutes oh, yeah. just ready oh, right yeah. there, ready to play. So we, yeah. we did that. We used to actually play in the back alley. We'd spray painted a square on, on a on the backside of a house. And if you pitched inside that square, that was a strike. Well, we didn't know the house we had painted it on in the alley was Babe Ruth's house, and everyone knew. <laughs> yeah, it was it was his, the place where he was born. Which Wait, is you're serious? Corner. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Oh, yeah, uh, no, like, literally, that. he was he was born in this house. Going down like a Sandlot joke. <laughs> oh no, shit. no, he, he, it was he was born in in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, he actually played for Baltimore before going uh, to New York. Um, but yeah, his house where he was born is now it's a museum. It's Kind of caddy corner from where the stadium is out there. Man, I mean, I grew up, you know, with Cal Ripken and 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 those guys. I mean, Greg Greg Maddox is a personal friend. Uh, I know their family. Great great guys too. I mean, so baseball has been always been a a part of my uh, growing up in life and that sort of thing. Um, I haven't 
you know, I remember being a kid and being crushed when they didn't play the uh, World Series. I don't think I watched baseball for like five years after that. I was so pissed off. Do you the Mariners remember? have never made it. The Mariners have never made it to the World Series, so you know. Well, you got something to cheer <laughs> for. You got something to cheer for. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people talk bad about sports. You know, they say bread and circuses, and like to a certain extent, you know, yeah. I understand that. Uh, you know, don't obsess over it. But man, that is a, it is good pastime. It's good to get your mind off things sometimes. And I mean. Growing up as a kid, I, I wouldn't trade those memories away. Playing sports with with uh, you know friends and, and things like that. It's just it, it it was a good time. So I, I hope that I can give my kid that, and and I'm glad that we were able to give Holden. I mean, an, an incredible experience. You know, that's that seems like once in a lifetime. You know, I got a I got a signed picture from that. That's how I was showing you. He, you know, and his little ten year old handwriting signed it, and I'm like, yeah, he so printed his name forever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so now I got to keep that forever as a keepsake mm. for me. You know, selfishly, I'm like, yeah, I got to, I got Holden's signature. No, I think that's yeah, so cool. I had, but yeah, I had him well, sign mine. He too. might be the new, uh, he might be the new owner of Deadspin soon. So we'll yeah. see what happens. So. <laughs> <Yes>. There's all <laughs> because they are. Something. I'm telling you what, they are in trouble. Big time. They're yes. in a lot of trouble. Big time. And how crazy is this? How crazy is this? They had no problem publishing that kid's name, right? None. But we don't know who shot up the Kansas City Super Bowl parade. Okay? Yeah. Like, it's not even a kid. And he's not even a kid. But we were he, they were hiding his name for a while. They yeah. put Holden's name out like this. They put Kyle Rittenhouse's name out. They put Nick Sandman's name out. But when it's not... Good for the narrative. Oh no, no, no. we don't want to. We don't want to. You know, mm -hmm. it's an ongoing investigation. I'm still it's waiting for a double standard. Where, yeah. where's, the, oh, where's the national man. manifesto? Whew. God I, bless I, Crowder's I, team I, for getting some of that. You know, out. Here, here's what yes, I tell people all the time: really. they don't realize it until they see it, like a couple of years in. We're two years in, and in two years, if you ixnay the the Kansas City shooting, right? It's a mass shooting. Right. Forget that one. The previous five were committed by transgenders. One was a suspected one because they scrubbed his social media feed. But so there would be five mass shootings, all mostly all involving children, all committed by people in the transgender community. I, and that's so ignored. It's completely ignored. Well, it, I mean, you saw, problem is, you saw that the there problem was... is, is because when you focus on this is this is not this is what the left says. They will focus on you saying that it's a transgender person that shot it. And you're you're now in their eyes. What they're going to mm. say is. Eddie Smith is saying all transgender people are mass shooters. <laughs> and we're saying, no, not all transgender people are mass shooters. You know, flipping on them like this, go, not all Trump supporters are racist, but every racist is a Trump supporter, right? They'll go, yes. And it's no, that's not, <laughs> you see, that's, that's not what you want to do. So it's not that every mass shooter is transgender or that every transgender person is a mass shooter. That's what right. we all should agree on, and I, they're starting to agree on it because big farmers making money off of these people, mm -hmm. is that transgenderism, gender dysphoria, is right. a mental illness. That's right. Now, five years ago, if you said that, you were called a bigot. Banned. Now you have to say it. Now you have to say it because if it's a mental illness, then all of these hospitals and clinics and organizations can charge for gender affirming care, which is a billion dollar industry. So now all of a sudden it's a mental illness again, but they're not giving these people the treatment they need. You know, I look at it I, and I've been saying this for a very long time.
when I grew up on Long Island, we started a, uh, a grassroots political movement there. We were very focused on school boards. We were calling this stuff out before it was even in the news. Um, but I was saying, you know, if you take an anorexic, all right, somebody who you know has an eating disorder, has convinced themselves, no matter how thin they may be, that they're fat and they cannot eat. If you affirm that person's insanity, if you affirm mm -hmm. that person's delusion and anorexic mm -hmm. and say, yes, Sally, the anorexic sweetheart, you are so obese, you must stop eating, but they look like this, right? They're going to hurt. It's going to be worse for them. That's Why right. are we treating this situation differently? When That's you right. look at a girl who thinks she's a boy or a boy who thinks he's a girl, you don't say, yes, you're right. You know, you can have a conversation and there are there are people who will reach adulthood and will still feel a certain way about themselves. And you know what? Once you're once you're of age, you can do whatever you want as long as you're mm -hmm. not hurting anybody. That's right. But you cannot do that before you're a legal adult. You just can't. And you have an Indiana, somebody, a family who had their child taken away yes. because That's they right. refused to affirm their gender. Yeah, right. New York. Talked about this on Monday morning. I did four hours of live radio. What a fun time that was. And, and I said this on Monday morning in, in, on WPHT uh, 1210 in Philadelphia. In New York, Clarkstown Central School District, it's upstate. It's not upstate, but it's north of the city. It's in the Hudson Valley. There were students at a school board meeting saying, we don't feel safe in the bathroom with males. And the superintendent said, well, you know, Albany set the policy. So there's nothing we could do about it. These kids are at risk. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. They talk about school should be a safe place for everybody. What about the children who don't want to be exposed? You know, the, the, the female students don't want to be exposed to a male in their locker room. They say Republicans want to hurt children. Did because you see of the videos control. of them beating them this up? This is crazy. Did you it's, see the yeah, video of the, of the kid just, I mean, meleeing this girl? There was 50 well, people standing around in, in like a high school. And they did. And this, and this dude wanted access to the woman's locker room. And this, and this one female was like, you know, basically the argument was over. She was saying, hell no. And so this, this, this guy beat the living hell out of this girl and 50 people stood around and watched. Finally, one person, one person stood up and knocked that guy on his ass. His whole facial expression changed when he got hit by a man, but have, uh, 50 people stood around and just pulled their phones out and, and recorded and nobody stepped in. That happens a lot. That happens a we lot. A people just start taking their phones out. It's ridiculous. We have a serious problem when the children are begging for help and the adults, yeah, instead of helping, they further the problem. Yeah. Like that, that to me is, is one of the sickest things is, I mean, kids, they don't, they're innocent. Right. And when they, when they know something is intrinsically wrong and they're, they're actually starting to speak out against adults. And the, I mean, there's something incredibly wrong there. And, and just the fact that the adults are going, no, you know, it's like you, you don't tell them no when they think that a boy is a girl, but you're going to tell them no when they're trying to say, we're not safe. We need help. Where are the adults? Why aren't you helping us? That's what they're saying. They're mm -hmm. saying, why aren't you helping us? And the adults are looking them in the face and, and appeasing this this yeah. pharmaceutical industry and this this woke this this mind virus that is convincing children that they're the opposite sex and the children are literally begging for help and for some reason the adults aren't doing it 
Because they're I'm, using I'm, our sympathy and our empathy against us as a weapon. If you say that, then what they do is they present you with a transgender person and tell you you hate them if you feel right. the way that you feel. And that's and that's the problem. And people fall for that. It's the same thing with racism and the white guilt situation. It doesn't make sense that we just don't see people as people. And at the end of the day, if someone wants to dress as a female um, and they know they're a male, but they prefer to do that. I may not agree with you, but that's, that's your, that's your thing. Do you, but uh, the moment where I have a problem is when you have, when you tell me I have to refer to you as a female, I have to play along with the delusion that you're living out. I'm not, I'm not one that's going to play along. I'm not participating. I have my own beliefs, my own morals, my own values that I have to adhere to. And I'm not asking you to get on your knees and pray to God at the same time. Don't tell me I have to call you them, they, those, whatever it is. It's ridiculous, ridiculous to legislate someone's tongue to tell me that I must refer to you a specific way. It's a it's a dangerous slope. And and once we start down that slope and we set precedents, it's very started, hard to man. unset. <laughs> The, the boys in, I forget what school it, but... it was, ripped the tampon machine. Like they put the tampon thing in the ah, boys' yeah. restroom. The boys just ripped that damn thing right off and threw it out in the hallway. I don't know what Good. school it was. <laughs> I don't know what school it was. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's not going to get any better. If I went into a doctor's office, I use this example all the time. I say, Doc, I'm hearing voices. And the doctor doesn't tell me, oh, they're real. Tell them I said what's up. No, he gets you help. Yep. <laughs> It, it gets you, it I gets use you that example hell. too. I say, you know, if you tell a schizophrenic that the voices that they're he- that they're hearing in their head are are totally real, you're not helping them. Nope. <laughs> you are you are you exacerbating are exacerbating the problem, exacerbating yeah, the issue. You're, you're affirming their delusion. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate. If I if I said like if I said tomorrow to my wife, I'm bird, I'm gonna fly. I'm going to mm-hmm. fly off the apartment. She better not go try it because, right. I, because <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get hurt. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, as, she's, I, as she's calling the insurance company, hey, I need a Exactly. Like no matter how how nice it would make me feel. Yeah, Sean, I believe in you. You're a bird. You can fly. Yeah. Like she should be like, please don't try to fly. Right. <laughs> right. But here's the other, so it's, here's it's the other bad part about it. They put the battery in the back of these people who already got something going on. And then they put a battery in their back, basically saying anyone who disagrees with your delusion is evil. And that's what caused the Nashville shooting. That's what caused they're these genociding to you. Yeah. And, 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 they, and they're doing it oh. because they believe we we're evil because we disagree. Oh, the genocide thing. Let me let me let me say this right. So because you know the left loves genocide, the Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. um, and by the way, Margaret Sanger admitted that's what it was for. But that's yeah, human you know, weeds. Whatever. That's what she called black she black said kids. Human weeds. She wants to exterminate the Negro population. Not yeah. my words. Okay, Hers. her yeah. words. I'm quoting her. I'm not saying that's what I want to do because it's not. Um, the genocide thing is interesting. So. I've had this discussion a few times and a lot of people say, wow. So actually I had a, a gay man tell me this and he said, you know, trans, tra- the transgender movement is inherently homophobic. And I said, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And he said, well, think about it. And, and, and I, and I've used this ever since. And it's very, very logical. You have a little boy or a girl in school, maybe not little, mm-hmm. maybe they're 13, 14, 15 years old. They're still a child. Okay. And they're exhibiting a, a younger man in school, 15-year-old boy, 
is exhibiting feminine traits, right? Maybe he comes to school in a dress one day or he did his mm. nail or whatever, right? Whatever it might be. He's no longer allowed to just be gay and like another man, okay? He's he's mm. being told now, no, you're not gay. Oh, okay. You have you're to a woman. change everything about you because you're actually a woman. You're not gay. You're not allowed to be gay. You must trans you must transition into a woman. You must change. You can no longer just be proud of being a boy who likes boys. You have to change everything to fit. You have to change everything so that you can affirm your gender. That's disgusting. The second thing that happens is some and some kids are going through a phase, right? Whatever. But the second thing that happens, you talk about a genocide. When you give children the same drugs that are being used to chemically castrate sex offenders, when you're chopping off reproductive organs and permanently, permanently impacting these children's bodies, that's the genocide. That's the sterilization. Those people can no longer pass down their genes. They cannot yeah. reproduce. They can't start a family. They can adopt, but they can't procreate, right? And their lifespans are short. Sterilizing. A lot, lots of yeah. things that happen as a result. They're sterilizing gay people is what they're doing with this whole thing. And nobody sees it. Yes, there's absolutely a transgenocide happening in this country because the left is chopping off their reproductive organs and taking mm -hmm. away their ability to reproduce. There's your genocide. Yeah. I mean, and, and it is and it is inherently homophobic. It is inherently homophobic when you see a a a, a, a gay boy and say, no, you're not a, you're not a gay boy. You're actually a woman. You're not allowed to just be a boy who likes you have to change. That's terrible. Never thought about it like that. You know the the scariest I can, thing. I can see it. The scariest thing that I've noticed about this movement is like I, I post a video on my Twitter, I think it was yesterday or X, right? Uh, and it was it was about a child who was maybe, I don't know, under 10 years old, I, I think. And they were getting interviewed about why they trans, why this boy transitioned to a girl and they were referring to him as, as she and everything. But every time he asked a question, he looked to his mom. And then mm. as he was answering, you can't see the mom, but I'm sure she was behind the scenes, like nodding her head, like, yes. You're saying the right things. Yes. It's like these kids have been have been groomed and indoctrinated into mm -hmm. believing this thing. And it's become a social. Yeah. I mean, it frustrates me because of the innocence of children. Right. We're going going back to this. It's just the fact that. They have no defense against this. Mm. There's no way for them to defend themselves when everybody around them, all the adults are saying you know, like, oh, he picked up a doll. He's a girl. Let's, honey, let's take him to the doctor. And the doctor legally now can't say, no, he's a boy. Clearly, you know, he has to go, oh, really? Oh, well, let's ask mm -hmm. you a whole bunch of incredibly leading questions and then get you on opposite sex hormones or puberty blockers or any of this garbage. And then after mm -hmm. that, of course, they're confused and they go down this horrific path that they had no choice in. And so all of a sudden they get to 20 years old or 25 years old as an adult. And then they're sterilized and they're hormonally screwed up. Their bones are brittle. I mean, I, they I say that the stat is that it, it 80, 80 plus percent of them, when they identify this way, prepubescently 80 plus percent of them change by the time they, uh, by That's the time they get to the high 90s. school. It's, it's, yeah, it's but it's it's a ridiculously high number for them to be and still we're talking about one percent of the population imagine wh why this conversation is, is such a conversation 
Uh, is it, it's 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 increased from one. Well, no, I'm saying that like 20% of Gen Z identifies as LGBTQ. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the trans, just the, specifically. Yeah, the but trans that's community. 20% that they're all trying to lead in that direction. It exponentially right? grew too. What was previously the growth rate in it in and amongst themselves was very low, and then all of a sudden in the last two years, it jumped like 200% from what it used to be as far as yeah. the community growing. Well, here's the crazy thing, too. I mean, when I was on Long Island, there was a guy who really didn't like me when I went to school board meetings. And it was because I was very outspoken about the fact that some of these kids, yes, may have gender dysphoria, but other ones are being taught to do Mm. these things. You know, you you mentioned, you know, your kids working on baseball swing. Right. And so it's probably cool. You know, you get them a new glove or a new baseball bat or a bag of balls or whatever for baseball. This new movement has turned into a social clout type thing mm-hmm. where parents with yeah. these kids are trying to like outwoke each other. Like, well, I got my daughter transgender. I got yep. my daughter transitioned at 11. Well, I got her done at 10. I care more about her than you. Mm-hmm. This guy who couldn't stand me on Long Island had four kids. All of them were trans. What does that tell you? That's not That's normal. Statistically That's impossible. Exactly. And I said this, I said this on a live stream. I said, you mean to tell me that you are the father of a trans family? Your whole family is trans? No, no. I'm first, sorry. First in history. I saw a lady no, one time testifying before, I don't know if it was Congress or school board. I don't know what it was, but she was saying her 18 month old was trans because she was playing with trucks. 18 months old. 18 months old. Real story. I mean, and then there's the other side of it where the guy went on TikTok and put out a video as a call to arms for people in the trans community and then dared anyone to stop him from using the woman's restroom. And didn't Mario and Lopez didn't Mario Lopez apologize for, for saying that uh, three year olds can't be transgender? Like, I mean, that was years ago. And it started that that pressure is when. I, I guess he's a prominent person, you know, an actor or whatever, but he was on a podcast and he said, Oh, you know, three-year-olds can't be transgender. And he received a ton of backlash and bent the knee immediately. And that, that became like a new trend. They're like, Oh, I guess three-year-olds can be trans. It's like, no, no. He just apologized because he, I, I, I don't even know. I, I can't understand that mentality, but it's wrong. Three-year-olds can't be six-year-olds can't be 12-year-olds can't be. There's no such thing as a trans child. It doesn't exist. They're being groomed. Correct. They're being yeah. taught. Some are confused because the everybody around them is telling them lies. They're saying yeah. you can be a girl. It's like no, you can never change your sex. You can like shift your hormones and change your appearance slightly, but you can never change your sex. You'll never be able to birth a child if you were born a male. You mm-hmm. will never be able to impregnate a woman if you were born a woman. I think I got that right. Oh, it's just it's it. I don't understand this mentality. Okay, <laughs> all right. You must be, you must be, a, you must be a biologist. Are you a biologist? Yeah, yeah one of them. Oh yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the argument from authority versus the or identity politics. They yeah. love those things. You know, I RFK took biology had, in high school. <laughs> RFK, RFK, and I, and I hate quoting this guy after what we just went through with Holden and his his. Uh, lack of nads to step up and just say kids are off limits. I mean, he threw me out of the rally and it was crazy. It's fun though. Um, <laughs> so um, he said he went on, I uh, forget whose podcast he was on. Um, but on the podcast, he talked about the fact that atrazine, which is in our drinking water 
it gets seeps into our drinking water. And atrazine, when it's exposed to certain kind of frogs and things like that, it actually switches the frog sex from male to female. And then they're allowed in the frog will actually have viable eggs. So he went on to talk about, you know, what's in our drinking water? What are we exposing people to? And why is this high number of the amount of people now considering themselves to be trans? Uh, some of it is social and some of it's learned from their parents. And so, but, you know, is there a deeper, more sinister reason behind some of this? And is it, you know, by what were we exposed to and, and, and what's, what's, what's in our drinking water, what's in our food? What's, it, it, these are questions that we're not even allowed to ask. They won't even have the conversation, which is what scares me the most, because he was immediately removed uh, from, I forget, he was taken off of YouTube, that RFK interview I was talking about. But what was funny is that he was quoting an NIH study. <laughs> he was quoting the government's own study. So That's why we're on Rumble. <laughs> this is this really? is the world we live in. This is literally the world we live in. So it, it, it's, it doesn't get any, any better than this. And... I, you know, in the, in the switch gears a little bit, I it just to get off of that went on to something else. Did you see the, the, I mean, you heard the defeat in Trump's voice. I mean, it, it was hard to hear. I love this guy. I really do. Uh, I don't worship him, but I love him. And <laughs> when, when this judgment, it came down on uh, about his house and all that. And he, and he put that statement out. I, I could just say he was just disappointed beyond disappointed. And then the next day, he turns around and they give him ten billion dollars for the uh, the acquisition. I, I just thought it was just absolutely. I loved it. It was like I felt it. I felt like I got ten billion dollars. I felt like mm, there, take that. You know? it's, the best, it's the best GoFundMe ever, ever. You know, or gifts and go, <laughs> ever. But did you? Well, did I'm you excited. See? I'm actually very excited for uh, for Truth Social to go public. I am. I think it's going to be. First of all, they can they can grab up to ten billion. I think it was as the approval was up to ten billion, mm -hmm. which is a, about a quarter of what Twitter is worth. Which, when you think about that, um, you know, Truth Social's only been around for uh, three years. Um, so know. the fact that it's got that much value is, or or it's been evaluated that high. I know there's inflation, but that's uh, that's pretty significant. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see where Truth goes. Um, I want to see more liberals on the platform. I have to be honest with you. I I, I don't love the echo chamber. Yeah, feel. The I love chamber. truth social. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's a great place because, you know, you could post there and then you can share that with people. And there, it's it's actually great for folks with conservative shows because it's like free targeted marketing. Right. You know mm -hmm. who you're talking to. It's hard to platform. grow on there, though, for, for certain. Yeah, well, there's no algorithm. There's yeah. no algorithm and that's why. So, mm. um, but there is a for you feed now, so we'll see, um, if that starts to enhance that, you know, but, uh, it's a work in progress, but I do love the concept of the platform and I know the team behind it is going to be, you know, pushing more features. And obviously when, when, uh, when they have, you know, more available funding, it goes public, you could see, you know, perhaps some pretty innovative things come from truth. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited that he's going to be making what I think he said up to 4 billion from it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so he could pay Engeron's fine about eight times over. Um, but, uh, but, but just the fact that we're going to have this platform that's blossoming right there for us. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited for that too. I, I have one critique of true social and, and that's it is that they don't allow a longer character limit. Because I, I tend to write, like, really lengthy posts on Twitter. And 
I, I can't I can't just like easily transition like copy and paste right over over to X. I have to like try to that's the only problem I have with it. If they would just fix that, fix the character length, then I would I'd I'd be posting every post I have on Twitter on truth. It's just that one that one little I think uh that might happen because Trump sometimes yes. posts long things too and he writes page one, page two, page three. And I'm like, <laughs> that's gotta be annoying. Like either add the yeah. thread feature. Or, uh, or, or give us, give us yeah. some, give us some, uh, more, more, more characters, you know, to put in there. So yeah. I, I also, I wanted to, uh, tell you there, you know, the, the Holden story we touched on earlier, it's not over yet. We can't say exactly what is going to happen, but there, we were in talks with, uh, our friends, uh, at the native American guardians association, shout out Naga. And, uh, we were talking to them, Maurice and I last night, and we are, we're not done with um, Holden yet. And uh, there's, there's a, there's some other things in the works and Holden uh, is going to, you know, there, you know, be honored for his warrior spirit maybe. And um, there's a couple of ways that we're thinking about doing that. uh, And uh, it's going to be big and, and I'm glad to be a part of it. So we're looking forward to that. You just Mm -hmm. said big. We got, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. Huge. huge you know you huge. have to say it's an incredible oh look look what i got i have this at the ready it's a beautiful thing it's a face look at that isn't that fantastic i have trump on a stick it's a beautiful thing well you know what you know what i was thinking i just found it i got a good one we're gonna do this for christmas trump on a stump how about that does that sound good i think that sounds fantastic I think maybe we'll launch that this year. It's going to be tremendous. You know, Trump on a stump. It's a highly respected. We'll paint it in gold. It'll be tremendous. I think it'll be incredible. What do you think about it? The greatest gift in the history of the world. That's awesome, man. Do it. Hey, did That's you get awesome. any? Did you get his shoes? I did not get his shoes. No, I had. I had them. I had them. My own made, like three years ago. And I have a pair of Let's Go Brandon Nike Airs. They're awesome. Did you, did you see Trump's <laughs> Trump's gold shoes recently that that he released? Yeah, I learned yeah. I learned about it too late. I mean, I didn't have the money to buy them, but it would have been cool to yeah, like. It went for like nine thousand dollars autographed or something. It was oh, ridiculous. oh yeah, uh, yeah, that was that one pair. But he was selling them for four hundred bucks, and they sold out like instantly. I guess. I mean, they're definitely yeah. not my style. I wear like cowboy boots. <laughs> That's pretty much it, you know. So. Definitely not my style, but it'd be they'd be cool to have. You know, I got I got the I got a couple of like Trump memorabilia just just because it's fun to have, and uh, yeah. But but yeah, those those things went those things went real quick. And Sean, you do something where people can call up and pay you to do the Trump uh, voice in in for them. And what is what's going on with that? Explain what that is. Yeah. So yeah, that's on my website at farishmedia.com. F A R A S H media.com. They're custom messages and it's so fun, right? So people will submit, uh, an order, you know, they'll submit a request, whether audio or video. And we do this for businesses too, radio ads or, you know, promotional social media videos. If you have a, a, you know, a business you want to do, I could, Hey, this is you know, your favorite president. And we have, a tremendous business here with my complete and total endorsement. Um, I'll get these requests, you know, oh, it's uh, so-and-so's birthday or happy retirement or get well soon. So-and-so just got out of the hospital or, you know, broken leg, whatever it is. Um, voicemail greetings. Those are my favorite because I get the, uh, I get the, um, the reply and says, you know, people, 
will call me. They're like, I'm getting more calls than usual, but from the same people, they just call to hear the greeting. You know, so they'll go on the website. You can order it. It's custom messages, audio or video. And uh, and then I record it for you and send it back. And then you use it how you want, you know, but it, we do all, I mean, I'll do all sorts of different ones. I can make your ringtone, you know, you're someone in the family whose birthday's coming up. And even if they don't like Trump, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I have a an aunt uh, with a really, you know, she loves Biden, but uh, she has a good sense of humor. So roast her a little bit on it. And so I'll do it and I'll get responses back and say, oh, how great it was, et cetera. And <laughs> um, yeah, so we do that on the website. It, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun for me to read about all the followers because these are folks that are following me. And they will write a message and say, you know, uh, hey, my, my my son, Joey, his birthday's coming up. He loves to grill, uh, you know, you know, hit him on this, that say he undercooked a burger once or whatever. And then I'll just I'll roast him for a minute and happy birthday, et cetera. And I get to learn about the people who are following me. And it's just it's a really cool way to build the relationship. It helps support the work that we're doing. And uh, it's on the website, farishmedia.com. If it's something that you want to do, uh, by all means, head over there and do it and uh, and send us a message. We'll chat with you and we'll make it happen. Can I get you to promo the Patriots Prayer podcast? Of course. Oh, let me let me jump out of here and him out of here. This is your favorite president. This is the this is the Patriots Prayer podcast. It's a tremendous show, one of the greatest shows in the history of the world, with highly respected and talented and beautiful people. And if you're not watching it, you're really missing out. They get huge ratings, tremendous, and they do a fantastic job. Never fake news, always real news, and always the truth. These are wonderful people, highly respected, and they have my complete and total endorsement, believe me. You're awesome, brother. I really appreciate that. And that is definitely getting <laughs> pushed out as a promo. That's Good. great, Do great it. stuff. Great stuff. Well, we spent an hour together. I don't want to take any more of your time. I really appreciate you making time to do this with us. Um, and, and maybe we can come, you know, come on your show at some point. You just invite us and we're there. Uh, we look yeah. forward to it. And uh, you said you were going to be uh, where and when again before we get out of here? Michigan. I'm going to be in Michigan on Saturday. Isabella County is going to be uh, uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Isabella County Republican Party's got an event there. We're going to be speaking, doing a little entertainment and I'd love to have you guys on the show. I'm still figuring out with the new computer. I'm getting the uh, the guest situation all situated, but I'll shoot you guys a DM mm -hmm. and uh, and we can make it happen. I know uh, some of the audiences here now, they'll love you. We'll talk about uh, all sorts of cool stuff. We'll get mm -hmm. you on Ungoverned. It'll be a good time. Well, but the thing is, is if you ever need technical advice or computer stuff, that's kind of my thing, guy. You you, you got my thing. Re reach out. <laughs> Reach out. Well, I will. I, you might have to tell me to shut up for a little while because <laughs> I've got all sorts of issues and I'm trying to figure them out. But if I do need help, I will reach out. Thank you. Yeah, so much. Absolutely. You have. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You can do that anytime. So, guys, as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a great week. My people of this country and we're under attack. They ban us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flag.